This is District Sentinel Radio. It's the newscast of record for the left. I am Sam Sachs. I am Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of Pistown, Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. It's Monday, November 2nd, 2020, the day before the election. We uh, aren't doing a standard newscast today because there's not much going on outside of election stories. So we're just going to kind of go through the latest in regards to voting tomorrow. It is a strange election because we have the election that's taking place, the people going to the polls, casting the votes, those votes being counted. And then there's the separate question of what will Trump do in response to the election? And that's a bit different than previous years. I mean, obviously, the 2000 election was stolen for George W. Bush. The 2004 election was also stolen, if you look at what happened in Ohio. But they weren't really telegraphed (laughs) as they're being telegraphed now by Trump. Uh, Just coming out and saying that they have every intention to ignore the votes, if that's what it comes down to. And I'm not talking just about the the litigation to have votes thrown out. That happens every election. There's there's battles in the courts. We have a hell of a democracy here where it's not just about how many voters you can turn out, but uh, how many court battles you can win afterward to make sure those voters' votes are counted. I'm talking about just Trump ignoring the results. Um, all of this comes down to how how Trump will respond to the election, whether or not He calls on his supporters to come to Washington, D.C. and defend the White House uh, should he face a landslide loss, Um, whether or not he tries to instigate uh, violence around the around the country after a loss. He has the power to do that stuff. He has supporters who listen and will respond to whatever he asks them to do. So it comes down to whether or not Trump will play that card. And that's the biggest question, I think, uh, heading into the election. Um, You could look at the polling, and the polls are different than they were in 2016. The polls are a lot stronger for Joe Biden than they were for Hillary Clinton. I mean, everything points to Joe Biden winning this thing. Um, But I don't know. I'm not confident in anything uh, anymore. I know, Sam, you've filled out an election map we'll get to. Uh, in just a second, but all this extracurricular stuff, you know, Washington, D.C., other cities are boarding up, preparing for riots. Uh, I'm not sure what rioting happens if Trump wins the election. I don't see the liberals taking to the streets and rioting, um, assuming that Trump ends up winning the election legitimately. But there could very well be violence if Trump loses the election. And we've already seen Trump defending uh, supporters who uh, have started to engage in that sort of violence. That was a pretty wild video we saw out of Texas of the the Trump caravan of trucks trying to run the Joe Biden campaign bus off the road. Yeah, and uh, Trump is defending the supporters in the video. Yeah. And uh, the FBI said that it is investigating the incident, and Trump is pissed about it. Yeah, he is he's pissed. been he's been tweeting, 
He's been tweeting rants about how the FBI should be investigating uh, Antifa. And uh, it, 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 puts, uh, it puts an uneasy feeling in one's stomach. I, uh, you know, I do think that if this country did hold fair elections and if this was an actual real democracy, that there would be no question that Joe Biden is going to win. Yeah, and it brings but us not, not much joy to say that. We're not exactly Joe Biden fans. Right. I mean, if there was a legitimate democracy in this country, then we'd probably have a better candidate than Joe Biden. But we already that have. That too. We already have a pretty fucked up democracy to begin with. And whatever shreds are still hanging of it, uh, they're about to be cut loose. And hey, look, if you're an accelerationist and are rooting for the downfall of America, and, you know, part of me, part of me wants that, um, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe this is, this is a, a positive development, but I don't think any of us want to see rampant violence, uh, fascist violence in the streets. Uh, we've seen a lot of that no. in the last few months already. So yeah. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, uh, tomorrow. Um, we do have a lot of issues related to the election and vote counting to uh, report on here. Um, for the third day in a row over the weekend, we've seen uh, mail delivery uh, drop. Um, the number of mail-in ballots uh, arriving on time has declined for three straight days over the weekend leading up to the election. And those declines are happening in important election states such as Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. You've seen the pictures of mailrooms just filled with ballots that haven't been delivered yet. We, uh, we'd been reporting over the summer about the changes to the Postal Service with this in mind, the idea that the post office was being crippled in order to prevent timely delivery of mail-in ballots, and now we're seeing it play out, even while dipshits like Sagar and Jetty called it the Russiagate, uh, the newest version yeah. of Russiagate. I mean, it's clear what the intentions were at the time, and now we're seeing the consequences of that. So we could see- And we've been seeing, we've been seeing Trump and his allies uh, in the courts talking about how they, their talking point about this is that, oh, the election ends on November 3rd. It shouldn't stretch out forever. And uh, it, it, it is very uh, convenient for them to believe that when they are also very clearly trying to delay the U.S. Postal Service. Yeah, and it's not just the, the Trump lawyers who are arguing that. It's Brett Kavanaugh. It's a member right. of the Supreme Court who uh, articulated that, that argument. Which, um, which uh, speaks to something that you were talking about earlier about uh, unrest after the election. And I think... I think you you may have been wrong though you did you did uh use a qualifier that there would be no unrest from liberals or from not just from liberals but there would be no unrest uh if Trump does win fairly but the thing is I don't think he has a fair path to victory at this point. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think he he can only win this thing by rigging it and um you know he and let's assume that he actually does win fairly. Let's assume that 
people are turning up in record numbers to to vote for him, um, which is possible. Yeah, I mean, we did see the the but, warning signs article about the Biden administration not reaching out to minority voters. Um, this right. sort of uh, warning signs that we saw in 2016. But still, I, I still think but, you're right. But we've also, that, yeah, we've also seen that Biden has improved with, you know, white people and older people who can see very clearly now more than ever that Republicans truly do not care if they live or die. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the pandemic is having an effect on a, a huge effect on that. Yeah. As evidenced um, by their willingness to still go to Trump rallies that have been increasingly deadly yeah. where they get stranded in either extreme cold or extreme heat afterward. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I just, I don't know, but Trump ha- himself has sown so much doubt about the system and not not just, you know, doubt about the system generally, but also... Um, doubt in his ability to uh administer uh an election with integrity of his administration and of of the republican judiciary that even if he were to win fairly people wouldn't believe it yeah Yeah, so i do think that i do think that there is going to be i think some shit is going to go down either way (laughs) in the next few days And, and and in an ideal i think a best case scenario is that biden wins and you see a few pockets of Trump supporters uh, doing some really dumb shit, and then like one or two of them get drone striked, and that's the end of it. <laughs> the 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 sort of ironic thing happening right now is that it's not if there is going to be an attempt to prevent uh, to respond to either a Trump legitimate victory or Trump trying to steal the election. It's not going to be headed by the Democratic Party, by supporters of Joe Biden, by liberals like Reza Eslan, who promised to riot after the Supreme Court. It's going to be right. headed by left wing organizations. Um, there are already. Actually, I, I was going to say, I got a text yeah. last night from the local DSA chapter. Uh, they're already organizing. Uh, Metro DC DSA is already organizing and getting ready with other groups in the DC area. It's not just DC, uh, Metro DC DSA. Yeah, PSL. But P- yeah, exactly. Yes, PSL. Whatever. All these leftist groups are <laughs> are getting ready to fucking fight in the streets for liberals who, yeah. uh, you know, will be in the back of the march holding up signs saying like, "We'd rather be at at brunch and calling Trump a bunker bitch or whatever." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is the situation right now is that you're going to have leftists, socialists, anarchists in the street fighting for Joe fucking Biden. It's, I, you know, I don't think they're going to really be fighting for Joe Biden as much as they're fighting against Trump's fascism and yes. also letting off some fucking steam after the last year of, of, I mean, of what we've seen. Our, our Means Morning News uh, viewers will know that, for example, in Ohio in 2004, it was the Green Party that fought. Uh, Bush election rigging. It wasn't the Democratic Party. In 2000, uh, when George W. Bush was having uh, his illegitimate inauguration, anarchists were in the streets fucking like throwing Washington Post uh, mailboxes in front of the inauguration parade. You know, so we've seen this before. Yeah. Yeah. And and in uh, 2016, it was also the Green Party that kept litigation going. That's right. uh, To get the to get the uh, source code in Wisconsin uh, for and, the voting and it machines. Was, 
And it was leftists who absolutely wrecked Trump's inauguration. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's just burning MAGA hats left and right, blocking entrances to the, to the actual ceremony. And uh, yeah, this is, we, we've seen this movie before. So there still is uh, a lot of pending litigation related to the election. Right now, there is a hearing in Harris County, Texas over what to do with uh, over 100,000 ballots cast via curbside voting that Republicans are trying to get tossed out. Um, You have another pending case about extending the deadline for absentee ballots beyond Election Day, even if they've been postmarked by Election Day out in Minnesota. And then there's still that ongoing fight in Pennsylvania where uh, the courts have dealt numerous losses to Republicans, but they're continuing to appeal. And now that Amy Coney Barrett has been officially seated, she's actually hearing her first case today on the court. They might have a more favorable uh, audience should they uh, pose this challenge after Election Day on whether or not those ballots that are received after Election Day, but postmarked by Election Day should be counted. Um, and uh, also a, another case in Michigan. So, um, you know, you could still see hundreds of thousands of ballots that uh, should be counted end up not being counted as a result of litigation after Election Day. And Trump has promised as much. Uh, he's, he said that uh, on, on Sunday that, you know, he and his lawyers are going to immediately take this to court if he's not the winner on election night. So that's something to keep an eye on moving forward. Uh, I'm a giant coward and did not fill out an election map. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sam Knight, who has no problem with being wrong online. (laughs) That's right. uh, Has filled out an election map. Where, where, Where do you see it right now? I see it, uh, Biden 291, Trump 163 is where I see it. And And that's um, still some states not counted yet, but that still gets Biden to 270. Oh, is that, uh, did did I, did I leave some out there? Yeah. It looks like you don't have Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Ohio, and Iowa, but even if Trump were to win all those. I have Florida, Georgia, um, I have all those uh, going to the Republicans. Okay. Oh, I'm okay. Well, your count. Are you? Am, am I looking at the same graphic as you? Two ninety one to one sixty three doesn't add up to. Uh, doesn't add up to five thirty eight. Is no, that? That's that's what I'm saying. It's just. Oh shit. But but if you were to add all those, Trump still would not get to. Trump would get to the number you're saying, but um, he still wouldn't wouldn't be able to win. But Biden at two ninety one is what you have it at. Uh, yeah, I guess I do. Maybe I need to uh, re- redo my map here because uh, evidently I'm not, I'm not adding up to 538, but uh, fuck, what did I do wrong? You, anyway, I can tell you. <laughs> I mean, you can still important... gather what you're saying from this map, even though you just don't have those states colored red. I'm guessing the beige colored states you have going red in the end here. Uh, yeah, I, gu- I guess that is uh, what I do have. Um, but basically, yeah. So I have uh, Trump winning Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and North Carolina, and Texas. Um, I just don't see any way of Dems overcoming the uh, institutional rat fucking and the uh, segregationist um, legacy of those states. And uh, I just, I really don't see Democrats winning there. 
I don't see Democrats winning Ohio. I do, however, see Biden uh, winning Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin, and Arizona, um, and also the electoral state in May, uh, the electoral vote in Maine that uh, Trump won. And uh, this this is a this leads to comfortable victory uh, for Biden. Yeah, I guess the, the main states are Pennsylvania, Mich- Michigan, Wisconsin, um, that show Biden with a fairly comfortable lead. If he wins all three of those states, it's game over, essentially. Yeah, and he was up in Wisconsin by like by like seventeen points. Yeah. And I you know, if anyone can snatch uh snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, it's it is the Democrats, but I just really don't see it. And I think of the uh, of this of the southern states that are quote unquote in play. I do think Texas will be the closest. We've been seeing some really wild numbers about new voters coming out of Texas, and you know this isn't to say that it doesn't just reflect population growth or that there won't be any um, first-time voters this time around uh, that uh, vote for Trump. There will definitely be first-time Trump voters in Texas, but the numbers are just wild. I mean, uh, uh, the redistrict dork, uh, Dave Wasserman, uh, he said that Texas is uh, reporting 9.6 million votes cast already, and uh, that is 700,000 more than all the votes that were cast in 2016. Hmm. So uh, Beto O'Rourke lost to Ted Cruz in 2018 by 200,000 votes, 240, I think it was, something like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that it's going to be pretty cl- closer than people think in Texas. I don't think Texas is turning blue, but <laughs> I did buy a few shares of Biden to win Texas on Predict It. Hell because yeah. I think it will be a close race and because I think the value of the Biden number will go up a bit on election night and maybe I can sell it uh, before the inevitable and Trump wins. You got to like those pot odds in Texas right now with the uh, the buy low number. Uh, yeah, that's right. For Biden's chances. That's I mean, right. I, yeah. I, if I was going to fill out a map, it looked pretty similar to yours. I just keep going back to what I said at the beginning of the podcast that, you know, there's the election and then there's what Trump's going to do and how willing Republican state officials are to go along with what he wants to do. And I remember that uh, that Atlantic article by Bart Gelman in which you had uh, Republican officials in Pennsylvania already discussing the possibility if Trump can raise enough doubt, not just over absentee ballots and mail-in ballots, but actual election fraud and keep banging on about election fraud, that you could have the Republican state legislature there just send their own, send their own electoral college representatives, send their own delegates. Mm. Yeah. And in every one of these key battleground states, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, North Carolina, Arizona, you have state legislatures that are dominated by Republicans. Uh, In some of those states, you have uh, Democratic governors, which would set up some uh, uh, interstate battles over how that would play out. But it's just a question of how far they'll push this and how willing um, 
these officials in these states would be to go along with it. I mean, you'd think that they wouldn't be all that willing, given that it's not like Biden's a socialist. It's not like Biden's a radical. I mean, Biden himself has said that nothing will fundamentally change. And it's not like these guys were going through hell under the Obama administration. Um, so you you could see if if it was Bernie, then maybe maybe considering these 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 very drastic measures. Um, but you know if it's Biden, you could just be like, all right, let's just give this to Biden. We already have the economy collapsing, the pandemic raging. Let's just ensure that he's a one-term president. And we'll be back in power. No reason to go ahead and blow up the entire system to leave this buffoon in charge of us. But I'm not, I'm not settled on the question yet. I don't know how far they're willing to go. And you see Marco Rubio out there yesterday at a rally in Florida uh, defending the, uh, the, the Trump brigade trying to run off the Biden bus out of Texas. He was defending it too. So, oh, wow. Narco Cubio. <laughs> yeah. So I can't I mean, believe he supports uh, angry, violent reactionaries. Yeah. Someone like him. <laughs> That's right. But, uh, you know, he's st- still like, uh, you know, a fairly normie Republican senator, Marco Rubio. At least he is the median Republican senator in the Congress. He does look like he I'm, I'm not trying to do tough guy shit here, but Marco Rubio truly like does not look like he could fight his way out of a paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he's got those little hands. It's, it'd be tough for him to to put to put up a fight. Um, what do you think? You think Crenshaw is going to lose his seat in Texas? I just marked that down as the only house race I'm really going to pay attention to um, tomorrow. I mean, I pay a lot more close attention to the um, individual races on a midterm year when there's none of this uh, presidential stuff going on. But I am really, I just really want Dan Crenshaw to lose so bad. That'd be great. He has been listed uh, on Cook Political Report as it, it 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 is a competitive race, but Cook Political Report has it likely are right now. So I'm not trying to get my hopes up too much. Um, I'm not trying to get my hopes up at all. But no, I'm lying. I am getting my hopes up because I really want that fucker to lose. <laughs> I mean, if if Trump ends up winning, but uh, Crenshaw loses, hey, it's it's a wash. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's about that's about all I've got when it comes to the election. I think um, those are sort of the the issues still floating around. Uh, we'll be back with another cast tomorrow to uh, sew up some of these loose ends that we laid out here today. Hopefully, there'll probably still be a lot more loose ends. Dangling yeah. Who around. knows? There might be some other non-election stories we'll talk about. Um, yeah. News just broke that Edward Snowden is applying for Russian citizenship. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that he's uh, expecting a baby. Yeah, which is uh, the reason why. Um, um, I think I saw his girlfriend do a Twitter post about the expected baby, which was a little weird. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, but you know, people post uh, certain things when they're expecting a child, and you know, congrats, uh, congrats to both of them. Yeah. Very exciting for them. It is. It is. All right. That music means that we're going to read some haiku. We, uh, we're we not doing a standard newscast, but we are going to end things with some poetry for our new subscribers over at Patreon, patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Five bucks a month. You get access to all our bonus content. 
You get your own haiku written for you and read on the air, and you get a free month subscription to Means TV, where you can catch Sam and I doing our thing every Thursday morning for Means Morning News. This first haiku goes out to Kthor. Time to count the votes. Well, not those votes. Or those votes. Just these votes right here. Thank you, Kthor. This is for Colleen. Tomorrow's big day. You need to prepare today. Call the weed guy now. Thank you, Colleen. Already taken care of that like a responsible adult. As have I. As have I. <laughs> Finally, this goes out I've to... I've got vape and... I've got vape liquid and flour. What's mm-hmm. up? I've got, I've got some concentrates and uh, I've got some flour too, making some brownies for election night. Ooh. Uh, the girlfriend bought a mold of the states that she's going to use to make the brownies. <laughs> You're going to eat a brownie for every state that's called? Yeah, I'm not sure who's <laughs> who's going to be who, who's going to eat the Trump state brownies, who's going to eat the Biden state brownies, but lots of brownies will be consumed. <laughs> Finally, this goes out to Sam. Best outcome Tuesday, U.S. invaded after vote anomalies thank you sam and very pertinent haiku if you are listening president diaz canal <laughs> uh yes if you are uh listening president elect luis arce please <laughs> please save us all right that's the show for today thank you for listening we will be back tomorrow with a brand new newscast we're here in dc so you don't have to be